0: Good morning to our listening audience and welcome to another episode of the Seattle Medium Support Black Works podcast, a part of our Support Black Works initiative, an effort to increase awareness and support for local black nonprofit organizations. Today's conversation will focus on Landing Street Center, a local nonprofit with a focus on helping families and communities raise healthy, successful children and youth through direct services and advocacy for social justice and equity. And with me today to tell us more about the organization and their programs is Teresa Everett, Director of Public Relations and Resource Development of at the Atlantic Street Center. Good morning, Teresa. Good
1: morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on with us today. And I wanted to ask about the Atlantic Street Center with it having a long history in Seattle. Can you tell us a little bit about the organization and how has it evolved over the years to better serve the community?
1: The Atlantic Street Center is a 113-year-old agency uh, that has, uh, its roots, uh, grounded and deep in the uh, central part of Seattle. Um, we started out, uh, a very humble organization with the desire to, um, help, uh, Italian immigrants that were living in the area at the time. Mm-hmm. And over the years, um, uh, with the changes in the community, Uh, Atlanta Street Center, I think it was in the early 60s, they started to serve uh, African-Americans because African-Americans were the uh, majority residents in the central area. And so um, the need uh, was simple, and it was to help families and communities raise healthy, successful children and youth. And so we do that through a multitude of ways. Um, But from, you know, Gardening relationships with the University of Washington to have um, a school of social work interns coming help with uh, behavioral health, to um, our early learning program, uh, partnerships with the Seattle Public Schools and uh, Seattle Parks and Rec, uh, just a multitude of organizations that are vested and interested in the success of children. And so over the years, the Lannister Center has uh, deep roots in. Uh, behavior Health, we've been known in the community for serving uh, African-American uh, children, youth, and their families. Uh, we're also known for being the first to pilot a uh, national program called the Early uh, Parent-Child Home Program. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not, it's called the Parent-Child Home Program, which is now the Parent-Child Plus Program. Um, we were the first to uh, do a Juneteenth celebration in South Seattle. So although it was happening in central Seattle, in the Rainier Beach area, there were many uh, residents that had never heard of Juneteenth. And so uh, in 2001, we started an annual uh, event, uh, Juneteenth event in uh, South Seattle. So those are just some of the ways that Land Street Center has been um, transforming over the years. And now, you know, um, our family center uh, in the Rainier Beach area is considered a hub, a safe place. Uh, for families, uh, children, and youth to come to. And so we just want to continue the good work uh, in partnership with communities.
0: And Thank you for sharing me that, Teresa. And I know you went over a few of them, but can you give us a brief overview of some of the services your organization provides for the community?
1: Absolutely. Um, so we primarily do wraparound services in four core program areas. One is behavioral health. Um, one is our early learning program, Uh, one is uh, youth and family support, and then we also have a gender-based violence program, which is more widely known as domestic violence. Hmm.
0: And I wanted to touch back on a program you mentioned earlier about being the first to do this, about the Parent Child Plus program. Can you tell our audience more about that?
1: Yes. So the Parent Child Home program is a, a national program uh, evidence based that if you start early with the child, a child will be more successful. And so um uh there was one program that was happening in eastern Washington, but atlantic Youth Center was the first to pilot it in Western Washington. Mm-hmm. And now it has the support of organizations like United Way um and organizations like that. uh uh, uh business partner uh B I'm trying to remember the name but the acronym is BPAL but it's Business Partners for Early Learning and other organizations like that that started out early um, with the program. Um, Start Early is also another partner. But the premise of the program is for uh, our parent-child specialists, parent-child home specialists to go into the homes of the families and they start with children at age two. It's a two-year program. They work with the kids from two to uh, three-year-olds. And the goal is to have the to level the playing field with kids when they start kindergarten and that they're prepared uh, along with their peers uh, to be successful. So the main goal with going into the homes is not just interacting with the child, but it's also interacting with the parent is to model the behavior for the parents so that they realize that they are the first and best teachers uh, in their child's life.
0: Mm. That's really powerful. And, this actually leads really nicely into like, I know that your organization has an initiative to close the achievement gap from the start and uh, mm-hmm. with underserved families, not always having the means to provide structured, you know, educational resources to young children, mm-hmm. especially toddlers. Um, and you already shared what learning models you're especially utilized. Um, we just want to know like, how does that support your initiative's goal? Like with the learning models that you've uh, accumulated over the years.
1: One of our initiative and goals is that every child will graduate high school. And so Part of the early learning model is that those children are being tracked um, from ages two to three-year-olds to the time they graduate from high school. And so the first round of students that are graduating high school, they're now collecting that data. But that model shows that about 95% of those children are expected to graduate from high school. And so with that, we think that that is a great start in the right direction as far as the, our education initiative and in helping kids graduate high school, beyond that, we're looking at uh, having children be exposed to experiential learning, uh, looking into careers, looking into being entrepreneurs, um, going on to you know post-secondary um, school to you know graduate college, just to give them a, a, a really good start and a wide variety and array of options. Uh, for being successful in life, and we do believe that education is a big part of that. Education is key, and it's the same old adage that I always told my kids: if you have an education, you have a better start uh, in in your career. Um, you will you will probably um, more than likely have a higher salary. Um, uh, you can beyond having a higher salary, you know, you can have a career of choice. And so do and when you do what you love, and that's your passion. Then uh, you are, are more apt to be successful at that. So I would say it's the reverse. We work alongside the families, so they are they are the the lead when it comes to what is best for uh, their family and their children. And so they ha- they are better advocates for themselves when it comes to education uh, and the healthcare of their families. So they are learning to navigate those systems. They're learning to be advocates for themselves to address uh, their individual needs. Um, in addition, they are more vested in what's going on with their kids, so they're more involved, they're more engaged, um, they're more engaged in the community in which they live in, and so they're being very vocal. Uh, one of the things that I would probably say will be a great highlight as to an example of how, you know, the families are, are uh, addressing some of those structural barriers is that we have a kinship care uh, support group And they go down to Olympia on Advocacy Day, and they advocate for the needs that they have because the difference is uh, if you're a foster parent, you tend to get the support that you need in taking care of a foster child. Mm. But when you're a relative caregiver, those same services are not available. And so they are going to Olympia. They're talking to the elected officials. They're, uh, you know, identifying what the differences are uh, and that they uh, should be, uh, you know, supported in the same way as foster parents are because it is is important for a child to be connected to someone that loves them and knows them and the child knows versus a stranger. Mm -hmm. And they need the same supportive services and financial support as someone in foster care. So they are going to Olympia and they're addressing those needs and they're being very vocal and advocating for themselves.
0: That's awesome. And I wanted to also highlight how Many organizations like yours are providing multiple pathways for young people to have an impact on their communities and to raise awareness around inequities. I understand your organization has formed the Young Professionals Advisory Committee. Can you tell us more about the YPAC and their involvement within your organization?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So the, it's called the Young Professionals Advisory Committee, and uh, we are we're very invested in uh, making sure that the next generation is informed and aware of the needs in the community and ways in which they can support and impact the community. So the Young Professional Advisory Committee is a newly formed, uh, probably about one-month-old <laughs> initiative that the Street Center has to engage young people. Um, young people um, are very active in their community, mm-hmm. and so we just want to bring them up uh, alongside the Street Center and the work that we're doing in our mission so that they have a voice as well in the community and they can help us, uh, impact families and, um, uh, you know, support the needs that are happening in the community. Uh, so they are already, uh, hitting the ground running and they're talking about, um, uh, doing things like a youth, um, resource fair. Um, they would also like to do, um, an activity, uh, with the youth, like, um, the youth and their families, so they want to do a, a family outing event uh, where the children uh, are able to participate, with do activities with their families, family engagement-type activities. That's the word that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they want to do a resource fair. They want to do resume writing. Uh, they want to talk with the kids about their careers and how they got started in their careers and what it took for them to get to where they are. Um, so they want to share the knowledge uh, that they have in addition to being a support to the youth tutoring, um, and things like that. So they've already hit the ground running and they're coming up with um, their own initiatives on how they would like to uh, impact youth and families.
0: And does your organization have a current need for volunteers for any of your programs? Yes. And uh, what exactly are those programs? Like, are there any programs or events you like to highlight as we wrap up today's conversation?
1: I would like to highlight our Summer Academy program. Our summer pa- Summer Academy program has been uh going on for I've been with the Lanas Youth Center for almost twenty three years, so much longer than that. Um but our summer academy program is a four week program that happens in the month of July. So it's going to run from July 5th to August 4th. That program helps kids that are falling behind academically or having social emotional needs. And so the program impacts third through eighth grade students. And so we are going to be enrolling uh, students for that program. We're going to be hiring teachers for that program. And, of course, we need volunteers for that program. Our goal is to get the kids up to speed um, and prevent that summer slide. And now, you know, some people call it the COVID slide. But we definitely want to help prevent that summer slide so the kids don't regress during the summer and that um, they will also have some uh, experiential um, opportunities uh, with, like, Activities like with the Museum of Flight, the Pacific Science Center, but we want to impact those kids, um, primarily uh, kids from BIPOC communities, and help them with their educational goals.
0: Thank you for sharing, and Teresa. Before we wrap up our conversation, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today about the Atlanta Street Center or any other programs?
1: We have a, a, a initiative uh, for uh, it's called become it's called a Borrow Group within the agency, and it's uh, it's becoming an anti-racist organization. And so our goal is to uh, be an example, uh, looking within before we look without. And so, um, and we want to be the example for the community and become a, a, as being an anti racist organization. I would also like to share that on, we also have a need for volunteers on our upcoming uh, Juneteenth celebration in partnership with Seattle Parks and Rec and, uh, at the Rainier Beach uh, Community Center location. That event is going to be on Saturday, June 17th. The event will start at 11 a.m. We could definitely use volunteers for that. Um, but if you don't uh, want to volunteer, which I hope you do, um, we could we would love to have your participation. It is free to everyone, and I failed to mention that. All of the Atlanta State Center programs and services are free. Uh, the Juneteenth celebration is going to be free to everyone. If you would like to be a vendor, if you would like to have resources that you would like to share, with our participants and the community at large. We would love to have you there as a vendor. Uh, Just reach out to me um, and uh, we'll be in contact about getting you signed up as a vendor, volunteer, or just come out and celebrate uh, the ending of slavery with us during our Juneteenth celebration.
0: Thank you, Teresa. The Atlanta Street Center is part of the Seattle Meeting Support Black Hores Initiative, an effort to raise awareness and support for Black nonprofit organizations. If you'd like to be a part of the change that you want to see in your community, visit supportblackorgs.com to volunteer your time. Make a donation or join one of the programs listed on our site today. Thank you.